0: Welcome to MSP Power-Up, where we talk about how even the best MSPs can be better. Thank you for tuning in, and let's get right into it. Hi, my name is Paul Azad, and I'm the founder of ServiceTree. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the software stack, and specifically the main elements of our software stack that we use in an MSP. The reason I want to cover this is that I've mentioned this before, I get an opportunity to speak to a lot of MSPs on a really regular basis and what I find fascinating is the reasoning behind some of the decisions an MSP makes as to which software they use in their stack. Now when it comes to an item such as the RM or PSA. A lot of MSPs have got a really strong sense of what they're using and why they're using it. And it could be for a you know a a fundamental reason or it could be more a superficial reason or maybe a discount that they received when they actually started to use the item. Now when I look I I'm somebody that definitely likes to keep in touch with the industry and so I do spend quite a bit of time um, on different forums, public and some private ones, to sort of understand and be able to ensure that when I speak to customers and prospects and just the general industry that I'm able to have a wide eye coming into it. I I feel quite often people um, that get to share their knowledge with others Sometimes are very, uh, what's the word? Very specific in what they distribute and what they know And it beca- and it comes because they've actually been very um, Blink, or I don't know how to say it But they've had their blinkers on as to what they actually come across and therefore what the way they see the world I remember reading somewhere a few years ago that um uh, somebody said that every human has blinkers on right and it's really up to us to be aware when we've got our blinkers on and to maybe open those blinkers so that we can actually see past the you know our direct uh, straight line of vision. Now how does this sort of connect to PSAs? Well, Well for those that don't know when we first launched Service Tree we originally launched it as a PSA and we decided to pivot and make it into a plugin for ConnectWise and Autotask because we kept hearing the same message over and over again, right? And that message was, well, we're not going to change our PSA. Now, you want to notice most of my podcasts, if not all of them, I really uh, I very rarely talk about Service Tree. And the reason for that is I've been an MSP for 20 odd years and I, I have a lot more knowledge than just that specific software that we built. and it's really really interesting when I get to speak to MSPs that have been in this space for you know not as long as me and maybe even those that have been around for longer but you always get a very different perspective of how you do things and why you do it. Now the going to the PSA space um, it's something that's really a hard one for you know I suppose for me to understand and that and that could be just because of my personality type. But a lot of MSPs will not consider changing their PSA. Now, I'm not gonna say which PSA is good, which one's not good, or what's right or wrong. That's definitely not for this conversation. But what is for this conversation, or for this podcast, is the reasons that MSPs don't change their PSA. I, um, I spoke to a customer uh, a few months ago, and, and I was trying to understand their. they were so connected to their PSA And i won't mention which one it is because in all honesty it's it's irrelevant and she she would not consider changing it and i'm like you know um why not you know what was the reasoning they had all these they had all these uh shortcomings in what they were doing and how they were doing it and it really 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 was affecting their bottom line so for me i thought well that's a pretty obvious one i mean if if your software application you're using is going to be limiting what you can do why would you not consider changing it? Anyway, went back and forth a few times and in this conversation and I remember saying to the lady, I said, I won't mention her name, but I said, you know, what's keeping you with this? You know, what is it? Because it seems like you've got this, um, this really ring strong connection of changing, even though it's not the right tool or you don't perceive it as the right tool. I said, and I and we kept talking for a bit, and I said, I said, "Is it? I might sound a bit strange, but am I sort of seeing this? Am I sensing that the reason why you're not going to change your PSA is because of all the time, the energy, the blood, sweat, and tears, the time, the money you've put in to set up the PSA the way it is?" And she didn't answer straight away, and I recall it very, very clearly. It was like it was just yesterday. And it took her a few seconds and she said, that's exactly it. She said, you don't understand how much time we spent, how many nights I went to bed thinking about it and crying about it, how painful it was to set it up and how it was just not working the way we needed it. And in the words, was need, not want. And I'm like, so what you're saying is that if you were to change your tool, what you're really doing is you're crystallizing that Waste that wasted time that wasted money all that, you know going back to the blood sweat teas that you spent on it And she's like yes, it sounds really stupid, but yes now The first I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, is that real? but the more I thought about it the more I actually Understood what she meant, right? It's no different to for example if you buy a property you buy a property and you might have bought it at the wrong time and the market drops until you actually sell the property you actually haven't crystallized that loss right so the market might have dropped 10% and yes your property is worth 10% less than it was you know maybe when you bought it but it's only worth 10% less if you sell it now right so you could keep that property and then it comes out the other side the market increases again and Guess what that loss was never crystallized and therefore it wasn't uh, it was never a loss. It was it was a gain And so the same thing with that and so it's really interesting because that really taught me something that you know in all these years I Have never experienced. I haven't personally experienced it myself, but I was never able to understand how that psychological um, Connection she had was very very powerful and it was you know, it was really to the point of it was a it was a it, quite a big impact to their business. Um, the amount of money and the time that the business owner spent trying to do things because their PSA didn't was really really time intensive. Now, a few that that sort of conversation was, as I mentioned, maybe six months ago, no, well, between three and six months ago. Um, the similar conversations have come up since, right? And I recall, it was only a few weeks ago, I was speaking to someone else in the industry and we we're talking about this, we we're talking about this exact same thing. And and the, the other person in the industry was, was saying to me that they were really fascinated as how people hate their PSA, right? But yet they will continue to use it. It was sort of like, she was just like, I don't get it. Like, if you hate something so much, why would you continue using it? and um and I, and I, and it was funny because I just had this conversation like literally twenty four hours earlier with another uh, another organization in the space. And I, remember, I recall saying um, something that when i I recall saying this, and the first time I said it, I thought maybe it didn't come across right. Um, but the second person that I said it to was female, and she was like, she totally took it as not being sexist. And what I actually said was, Appears it's like how do I say it? it's like they're married, right? So when sometimes a guy's married to their wife, right? They don't want to leave their wife. They they love their wife, but they just want a girlfriend that is better. They want a new person, a new girlfriend that does the other stuff that the the wife doesn't do. That's maybe got a better UI. It's quicker than their wife. It's faster. You know all that kind of things, right? But they can't leave their wife, right? Because they've got so much invested in their wife. And generally with a wife there's going to be kids involved and other things like that. So they're not ready to, you know, forklift their wife out of their life. And guess what? That's exactly what happens with the PSA, right? And when you think about it, that's very, very similar to what the reasoning that most MSPs don't change their PSA because it's the same thing they they really want a new tool that does all this funky new stuff that maybe the existing one doesn't do But they're not ready to forklift it out And more so when you think of a smaller PSA right I oh, sorry, a smaller MSP now that even they're even I don't know what the word is I don't want to say they're even worse, but they've even got a different twist to the same thing right when it comes to a smaller MSP they don't like commitment, right? So they change their PSA like every twelve months. They don't want to be in a contract, um, and it's always the PSA that is their issue. It's never them. It's never the organisation, right? They all expect the next PSA to be the silver bullet that fixes, you know, fix everything. It's the best PSA. It does everything they want. It was cheaper and it's better. And it, you know, the organisation that you know has created this PSA. Uh, Listen to all their stupid ideas, right? Now, I can honestly say when we were selling service trees at PSA, we had a lot of small MSPs come like that, that they wanted some of the functionality that they wanted. I was like, this is not functionality you need in your PSA. This is how you need your people to be working, not your PSA. So, back to that small MSP, it's again the wife, right? They, the reason why, they they, like those that don't commit to their PSA, they don't commit to a girlfriend, never becomes a wife. They're always looking for the next girlfriend that's gonna be better. They're always gonna look for the next thing that is better. They never accept what it is. And to be honest, a lot of the times, it is them not their girlfriend or wife. And the case with the MSP, a lot of times, it is actually them, their business, and how they run it that's a problem, not the PSA, right? I mean. Every PSA out there is gonna have good pings and bad elements to it, but at the end of the day, the chances are that these tools are actually doing a lot better than a lot of the small MSPs believe they are. Because the smaller MSPs need to make those business decisions to make their business better, right? But unfortunately, they don't, right? I see it quite often, I see it all the time, right? I actually was speaking to a MSP about three days ago and he, um, you know, he I spoke to him because you know he was looking at our tool. and you know, I spent five, ten minutes talking to this guy, and he was a really nice guy, and I said, "Listen, our product is not right for you. Um, you really need to make some business decisions." because I was I was asking about his business and how he was doing what he was doing. Um, I, I give this guy a lot of credit because he actually came out about fifteen, twenty minutes later and said, "Listen, I've never thought of my business that way. I knew that I, I had some areas that I needed to work on and improve. But no one had actually, you know, been that blunt about how you can do better. Um, and mind you, I, I, even now, I don't know how many staff he's got, I don't know how many endpoints he's got, I don't know in that, any of that kind of stuff. But it was very, very evident by the way he was talking as to he wasn't actually sure what he needed to do. He just knew he needed to change. Hence why I give him credit for that. He he, unfortunately wasn't able to um, to get a sense of what other MSPs are doing in this space. You know, I definitely think speaking to other MSPs and collaborating either either online forums or in person is a great way to uh, open up your business knowledge. And then always, um, I think I've mentioned before in one of these other podcasts, I've had a business code for many years and my, the advantage of my business coach is he's not an MSP. He's never been an MSP, um, so he's able to continuously give me outside uh, insight into what we do and how we do it. So anyway, this was a slightly longer podcast than I was thinking, um, but I hope you enjoyed it. and Until next time, thank you. Take care. That was Paula Zad, founder of Service Tree Connect a powerful plugin that maximizes your PSA through time-saving ticketing and management processes. Until the next episode, remember to always power up.